0: morning, Ben. Beware how you answer this could well have you becoming a feature on a fell running podcast. Dear Dr. Rothery, I know you are a fan of wearing shorts almost all year round. And every Thursday I'm always late, but I meet my friends Josh and Rob for a morning run. And sometimes my washing dictates that I haven't got any running pants, boxers, sacks, whatever, see uh series two of the podcast. So this morning I ran in my shorts and a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago I also ran in my shorts and I feel like both runs I felt a little bit less less like it was a 7am morning slog and maybe a little bit more more comfortable um, and uh I would like to know as a medical man fantastic fell runner. What you feel about, uh, why Why would you recommend wearing shorts all year round? Is there a scientific background to this? Um, is this pure opinion? Is this uh, anecdotal evidence? Um, is there sports science related justification to your uh, wearing of shorts in the winter? Hope you're running well. Hope everything's good for you up in Ilkley hope you're looking forward to another stunning year in the English fell champs um, and look forward to seeing you at flowerscar over and out now
1: then jolly thank you for your uh, your inquiry um, uh, i've been giving it some thought and um, well I've got a few things to say um one is the fact that I would say, I've I'm not, I'm not looked into this, so I can't, you know, I can't give you a, a, a sort of medical opinion as such, but I would say that my, my thinking is that wearing shorts in winter months is probably, probably less good for you than wearing tights, in the sense that you're probably directing all the blood flow to your legs because you're freezing cold and taking it away from you. Well, I don't know. Mm. And now I've just now I've said that, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe all the blood going to your legs is good. I don't know is the honest answer. I was gonna say directs it all the way from your, your you know, from your core and stuff, and makes you cold, but when you're running, I guess you want your legs to be warm. And mm, I don't know. I've uh, I've 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 worked my way into a hole there, and the honest answer is I've not a clue. Um I wear shorts pretty well year round because i just don't like tights and i tend to get i'm quite a warm bodied runner uh i tend to get very hot and in races and stuff tend to get very hot not that i'm racing around when i'm training and stuff but yeah i do tend to wear shorts and but that being said the last couple of weeks when we had that um freezing cold spell and it was dropping down to minuses and yeah it was baltic i did and i must confess i did have two occasions where i didn't wear shorts i um in fact on one occasion um this is a very boring story and i apologize in advance but i got ready and got my shorts on got my socks on got my shoes on my short shoes all tied on i was about to go outside check the weather and it was minus six or minus seven this was early morning and with the wind chill, it said it was minus 11. And I thought, that's fucking cold. So, and I had been out the day before and it was fucking cold. And I remember thinking, I need to be warmer than this. So, and I couldn't be asked taking my shoes off because, you know, when they're all tied on, you stood at the door, you're ready to go. And I couldn't be asked for that. So I had a last minute thought and I was gifted a pair of um, sort of like a slinky tracksuit number uh for christmas off my brother and his missus uh this is the same one that calls me lanky um and it's not necessarily something i would buy myself it's a a a lululemon sort of slim tracksuit bottom um and they're very comfortable uh and super stretchy and i've been wearing them around just chilling around the house and you know going to the gym and that sort of stuff but at this time in the morning, I was like, I couldn't be asked to take my shoes off to put my tights on, knowing full well the tights would not get over the shoes. And I thought, and these little them things have got like a zip up at the bottom, like a quarter zip at the bottom. And I thought, they'd be brilliant. It's fucking freezing. I'm going to put those on. So I ran upstairs, put those on, zipped them off, and uh, zipped off the bits and got them straight over the, the shoes, no problems. And they were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I normally, I would never normally run in trackies, but trackies are normally sort of hot and sweaty and horrible. Well, these are kind of like a, almost like a stretchy tech tee sort of feel. And they were like nice and cool on the legs and uh, didn't, get, didn't get overly warm. So, yeah, and then I wore them again the next day when it was freezing cold again. And that is the only time I've worn leggings this year, I would say, on a run. Uh, that I can think of anyway. Um... So yeah, I, I can't really give you a medical opinion on the matter, but I just, I just like shorts and uh, yeah, I, I'm a sort of torn, torn between the fact that I'm pretty sure compression leggings are supposed to be good for you and like, you know, I'm sure there's been studies and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they actually do increase blood flow and all that kind of crap. But, I don't know, I guess going back to the previous thought is if your legs are cold. And your overall body temperature is therefore cold because you're losing lots of heat in your legs. Maybe that drives blood towards your core to try and heat your heat your core up, and your legs therefore get colder, which is kind of the opposite of what I said before. But I'm I'm slightly confused. I've confused myself. Um, I hope this has been helpful. I'm sure it hasn't. Um, but yeah, shorts all the way.
0: This is a podcast. We
2: talk about running.
0: We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you'll enjoy
3: this. This is on the back foot.
0: Wow, that was lovely. Up from uh, Mr. Rothery there, and let's just get on with on the Bob Foot get the uh, weekly stats in, covered 49 miles this week, um, 7 hours and 43 minutes that took, with elevation totals of 6,024 feet or 1,836 meters. Uh, let's go to a Monday, so after getting back from Devon quite late at night, Um, I was a little bit tired but all good and did some work in Sheffield and had a massage booked in back in Bakewell and treated myself to a treadmill run at the gym at work and uh, I'd forgotten my shorts so I ran in joggers next to a small heater so I was doing some lovely heat training early um, in January, January 22nd and four miles on the treadmill, just looking at the wall, um, chatting with the guys here in the gym, um, it felt like a bit of work, I could feel my achilles a tiny bit, but I wouldn't have called it pain, so quite pleased, and when I woke up on Tuesday, there's absolutely no pain in my Achilles, and I thought, wow, this is it. We're, get, we're going somewhere. So I drove up to um Tiga tour And when I got there, I realized that the solar panel wasn't on the roof of my van anymore. Um, it'd be typical, wouldn't it, after me banging on about getting blown off um, over Christmas, um, if my solar panel got blown off but I'm a bit worried it's been nicked so that was a bit of a a Debbie Downer but life goes on and um, I had a good session Um, really enjoyed it took a couple of wayward lines in the mist but um, I had a good workout there was 20 minutes of threshold a little bit of recovery running and then another 5 minutes of threshold and I just felt my right hip tight up a little bit towards the end of the run. I uh, did gym that night and had a little bit of knee discomfort on some squats, but didn't think anything of it. And I woke up the next day to find the old knee from last year was aching again. He's a little bugger, isn't he? But my Achilles was better. So, well, what what do we do? I'm definitely <laughs> sounding like the crumbliest physio. Um, at the moment but I got out and I did uh, 50 minutes in the morning and yeah things were okay bit tight in the quad I've written enjoying oh yeah I got out on the route again just um, did I? yes I did, got out on the route again just to check on some of those lines the sun was shining it was lovely to be on Tigger tour And I'm really enjoying this band called New Mariachi. For some reason, running with mariachi music really seems to um, keep me happy. Um, When I did my second run that day, my knee did start out a bit stiff, and I thought, what are you doing, Charles? I think you probably should be taking a rest. Um, But I'd started, so I continued. Um, And the day after... Things were okay. Um, I went for another run with the lads, as you heard me speaking to Ben there at the start of the episode. That was a good one, actually. So, you know, I'm doing all right. Friday, a bit tired um, and eventually got out. Uh, There's been nothing from the Achilles. I'm delighted that one seems to have got better. And I decided to run to Bakewell. Um, that was a lovely run that was an hour Um, there was a bit where I felt a bit under fuelled maybe I've been getting out a bit late in the morning on some of these runs Um, but yeah it was okay can you hear the uncertainty in in my air delivery today I'm just there was a, a run the day before the race and that was half an hour some strides and again the knee. Felt a bit pants on this one, but it did start to ease off and was okay on strides. But it was a kind of week where I'd had a good session, I got rid of the Achilles ache, but then I was just noticing some stiffness coming back into my knee, and then being like, mm, should I really be just ploughing on with this? So I went into Tigger Tour, a bit of a mixed bag, but um, but hadn't been sandbagging he'd been um playing it down too so it's almost the ultimate damp squib isn't it (laughs) Bart ran with Rachel Steen who was brilliant when she came on the podcast a year ago and he yeah he ran with his wife um because he wasn't feeling 100% so it wasn't quite the battle to the death unless you're thinking I got in his head um and I, I think I had a pretty good race, really. I finished ninth or 8th. I don't know why a lad from Matlock has disappeared from the results. Um, I don't think he DNF'd because he was running well. His cap blew off on top of um, Higetor. But yeah, I think he's called Paul. And uh, I thought he had a very good race. As did all of the young lads. So... <laughs> it was under 23s everywhere, then Steve Franklin, then Ollie Johnson and then myself and I'll add from Matlock. And um, yeah, it was a good old race. There was some <laughs> interesting lines taken, which uh, you'll hear in the interview coming up. I felt like it was hard going from the start, to be honest. I thought the pace was quite quick. And then I thought I would played it well and I sort of, there was this big strong lad from university orienteering. And I thought, oh, I'll let him take the wind. Um, and over Higator, I was feeling feeling good um, and thinking I've done this well, I've timed this well. And I picked it up off Higator and I think I'd moved up into fourth coming down off Wynyard's Nick. And I felt like I was cruising along nicely. The plan was to pick it up at car walk. But it seemed that I kind of made my acceleration. I think it was gradual. But I don't think I needed to accelerate any more. I accelerated a bit too hard onto the climb up car walk. And I felt a bit buggered to be honest by the time I got to the top of there. And the uh, the engine fell out the back of me. As yes, Nick Barber says, I dropped anchor. And I went from fourth to ninth uh coming off car walk which was a shame because I thought I'd uh found a, di- a bit of a, a bit of a, a sneaky route as well, but that didn't make me time to the next checkpoint it seemed to slow me down and um <laughs> the lad in, I wish I knew his name there was a great lad from Sheffield University who <laughs> I've been told that this might be a bit of a diss but I just thought he was being kind Uh, I dropped my buff and um, he picked it up not only did he pick it up he also gave it back to me as he overtook me again in the race so I just thought what a a great lovely chap but um, maybe yeah maybe he was absolutely showboating and rubbing my nose in but I uh, had a bit of positive self-talk that was my little silver lining from the race I uh, I'd read something in Robbie Britton's book, which I love, "A um, uh, Thousand and One Running Tips," and it was saying that if you are going to cheer yourself on, cheer yourself on in the third person, which I I love talking to myself in the third person. So I started up with this little rhythm going up this last hill, and I had, "Come on, Chazza! Come on, Chaz! Come on, Chazza! Come on, Chaz!" and it was that repetitive that I don't think I could get any other thoughts in so it was just this this constant um, little self-talk and yeah, I PR'd that section according to Strava so there you go but there was a little uh, a little gold nugget dropped on my head and I uh, ran the end of the race quite well after two miles of struggle before that and uh pulled my compass out to make sure that I got over the finish line. Um, so it's 1-0 to Baker. I think we'll lay off Bart for a little bit. Um, maybe actually some of the things he was saying were genuine. And um... So yeah, I've struggled a little bit putting together this little summary at the end of this on the Bobfoot. It's easier when it all feels like it's going right to just report it and say what's going well. I uh, don't think Tigger was a disaster, definitely not, but perhaps I went into it with some slightly high expectations um, on the back of a month where I think, if I'm honest, I've been feeling a little bit of fatigue that I've perhaps been ignoring or even denying. So um, these aren't excuses and I don't want to bore you to death with the ins and outs of it. I think you get that picture, I imagine, from me reading you my training diary but I've had a good chat with Billy. He has listened. Not that he wasn't listening. I don't think I was telling him was the issue. And uh, we've pulled things back a little bit. We're going to refresh me. Get me back to what we think is going to be a bit more of a manageable level. Because maybe there are a few things around my running. With you know starting a new job and doing a podcast even. Um, the way I approach things like that that have meant that I haven't quite hit everything on the schedule the way I would have liked to and um, recovered in between. And then hopefully we can get back to feeling good again. So that's what I've got to look forward to. But what have I got for you to look forward to? Well, I'm really pleased. I've, I've contacted a chap on Instagram who I don't know if you've heard of him. He's called Gary House and he has said he's going to come on for an interview so that's exciting to have an interview coming up. I'm gonna line up a couple of more interviews over the next couple of months and um, I think we'll go to munching on the moors.
3: Chase. Oh. How Get ketchup up and go. And go. I've packed my lunch What's in yours? Just tell me what you like or don't like when you're munching on the moors.
0: I hope you remember the man who gave us Mayonnaise is an abomination. So uh, I've got some stored up Will Boothman content, but he's kindly stepping aside so we can hear again from Josh Holgate, who uh, was out hiking when he dropped me a few voice notes this week and gave me some really enjoyable content here. Um, (laughs) I really like some of the questions that he poses for one of our other regular guests. And um I'm not gonna go on any longer. Here's Josh.
2: Oh, this is a bit of a side story actually. Um just walking past a little bit now where last year I think I nearly ended up in a little pornographic movie. Um let me explain before Don't stop the don't stop the uh, content there. Let me explain this one. So I was walking down There's a little head poking out Um, a bush in the distance, a real bush. Um, As I get further, I uh, I noticed there was a woman completely naked, laid face down on a towel with an iPad in front of her. I thought, hey, up. Seems a bit dodgy, this. Um, Bollet naked as as she was when she was born. Um, Obviously, the dog. Asked to investigate everything so he starts wandering off to have a sniff. Um, I had to go and fetch him, got a bit too close and quickly ran away. Um, she pl- I quietly smiled and asked to, to make sure she'd put some sun cream on because it was definitely a hot day. Um, I'd like to think she would have sunbathing, but the iPad really in front of her threw me off a little bit so there you go could be a little um sneaky uh what's it called that website that people sell explicit content on OnlyFans. not used it no one would buy my stuff um it could be an OnlyFans content out there with me well my jack russell walking past the camera and me going get here now lad put some sun cream on love i'm walking off I'll tell you that. Sorry, dwindled off there at the end of that one um, Yeah, thought I'd share that because it's hilarious um, Not as it happened I was the usual awkward awkward English person who just sort of smiled, shit themselves and got out of the situation as quick as possible before I got myself into any trouble um, I guess it I a question to some of the other listeners. Has anyone else come across something similar to that? Someone um, walking around naked as a like. I know it does happen, you do hear you know, the odd person having a run, run out on the moors, letting it all hang out. But I'll just uh, i just provide you with that.
0: The only story I've got for you on this, Josh, is there's a member of my mum's badminton club called Paul who he and his friends like to play a game where they dress up in camouflage gear and one of them has some sort of beacon um, and they drive off uh, or run off and hide and then light the beacon and their friends come to find them. Except... (laughs) One guy had laid himself down in a field when he let the beacon off and um, <laughs> his friends were then going to be coming on quad bikes or, or jeeps, whatever, and he was lying in a field in his full camo gear and a couple laid down beside him only five, ten feet away, In a, uh, I'm imagining a small opening patch. <laughs> <laughs> he was faced with the dilemma of do I just stay there <laughs> whilst this couple get down to it or do I <laughs> run off in full camouflage gear or, or yeah, or do my mates arrive um, God knows I don't even know how that story ended um, maybe I'll have to follow this one up too so yeah, if any readers, any listeners um have any stories about uh these kind of shenanigans in the wild please do get in touch because it's exactly the kind of stuff we'd love to hear
2: hello charlie josh here and a little bird strapped to my chest out on darwin moors, just walking the dog little walter the jack russell thought we drop back in to provide some more content Start off by first apologising to you and the listeners. We did promise a festive edition, as much as it was, just never really materialised. Wasn't without trying. Did dust off the old acoustic guitar. To um sorry to slip in there a little bit. Uh, we did dust off the old acoustic guitar. Had an intro prepared. Made a sandwich. Even gave the sandwich a name, as you do. Um But. Life well, just got in the way I guess, we did all the hard work, just didn't get around to recording. Could have been my sheer laziness as well, I'll let you decide on that one. Um, but we're back again, we're we'll with the festive edition because to be honest you can't give away all your good content out of season, we'll keep that in the back pocket for next Christmas, only 11 months to wait, time flies really. I suppose I'd best also caveat this one a little bit because although I'm out on the moors now, I haven't really been out and about too much between looking after a little baby, illness and shite weather. I've mainly just been sat on my ass, so plenty of munching, just uh, not out on the moors. So I'm here for an addition, I guess, of munching on my arse, not munching on the moors. Don't know if you'll have to bother Jamie to write another jingle for this section or not. Could just rejig the usual one. We'll be a bit explicit though as well that um just keep it keep it as it is. Um Yeah,
0: sorry, this is munching on my ass. Um <laughs> forgot to introduce that. I got confused because the first two messages Josh sent came in before his intro and as the ever present, ever professional editor, I thought I'd go with them first. So anyway, Josh. He was Josh Holgate with munching on his ass. No more from me. Take it away, Josh.
2: I suppose what's inspired me to come back really are the delightful snippets we've been getting from uh, Jacob Tonkin recently on learning Cumbrian. Uh, despite being quarter Cumbrian myself, I probably understand about ten percent of it when it starts rhyming off full sentences. As long as the locals enjoy it, that's, that's a fair enough really, isn't it? Um, but what pricked my ears really was. Lord of the Rings and Custard Queens I This is right up my street now. Let's get involved. Um I don't know if you could get a question out to uh Mr Tolkien for the learning Cumbrian section through your lucrative contacts. But I'd like to uh possibly hear some um Cumbrian style order the rings quartz. I think that'd be uh you know, some some good t- content that people need to know Effectively, what what would Lord of the Rings sound like if it was made in Cumbria by Cumbrians? It's ossing awesome it down Gandalf, out here mate It's gone over yonder into that mine What could go wrong eh? Anyway, back to some munching I'm gonna dedicate this section more to the uh, sweet side of things and the biscuit variety since I've been sat down on my backside, I've had the pot of tea out and working my way through the packs of biscuits that are on offer. And I'd like to start again by offering some helping hand to Jacob Duncan's, uh uncle. Don't know why I keep referring to him by his full name, but Jacob's uncle needs to hear about uh, M&S's brand of. Custard Creams, because I think these would 100% top the list of best Custard Cream out there. And that is the Extremely chocolatey Custard Cream. These are an absolute game changer. So, king of the biscuit world, I'd say. But it's not only just your standard Custard Cream, but they've probably whacked almost an each stick of chocolate around the outside. And they're absolutely bloody delicious. Pricey, a bit pricey, not your everyday snack, maybe, maybe a treat every now and then. But I'd highly encourage him to uh, go out there, get some, and uh, put them on his rankings for custard creams. For myself, Charlie, I love a good rich tea. Don't think you can really go wrong with a rich tea. Some people might think they're a bit bland, but you know what, blandness epitomises me, I just love a bit of blandness in my life, um, I think they're, they're an everyday essential, no matter the occasion, no matter how you feel, the mood, everyone can get a rich tea down them, it um, might be a controversial point but I also think they dunk absolutely fine in a cup of tea, um, people must just be doing it wrong, I think they're talking bollocks when they uh, question the rigidity of a rich tea after it's been dunked, But, oh well, I can easily get through half a pack of Rich Teas per per cup of tea every day, to be honest. Woody brilliant. Um, I'm on a bit of a quest as well um, to find the best Rich Tea brand out there. There are some notable favourites of mine. I'll give you one. It's the old Sainsbury's own brand, 45p a pack of Rich Tea. You know, get through one of them every day. Wouldn't break the balance love it. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. I think that's enough for munching on me ass. Um, good luck at the weekend, Charlie. I do think Bart's been getting a bit too much stick, so I will wish Bart luck as well, but I do think Charlie's got you. Um, I think Charlie will pull it out of the bag and win that Ticketour title. Um Yeah, cheers. <laughs>
0: So for this week's following news, I've managed to get you some uh, post-race reporting with the winner of Tigger Tour, Kinog Williams, his good friend Alex Mason, who finished second. The Lord of Totley, Steve Franklin, had dashed off, so there wasn't time to catch him. Uh, but I did manage to hear again from ever-so-kind Ben Rothery to report on loopy latrig so we've got two reports and i will let them go oh hang on Here here we go i am joined here by the new record holder of tigger tour and birthday man kinog williams and none other than alex mason and his delightful new glasses oh they're perhaps
4: the finest they crystal.
0: think they are incredible mate you weren't wearing them during the
4: race were you maybe we'd have found the right trot if you had <laughs> it was my fault to be fair no well, i i I'd, I'd wrecked the race twice i still missed it <laughs> I've done which, no, which i think twice. is pretty I've impressive it, twice. I, it was a bit of a yeah yeah. not doing well for ourselves though we got back on yeah. we we there we pushed out pushed do you know out. what you got the record bike in? Oregon? oh maybe it was, it was 59 58 or something quite yeah. sad. the times and the results seem to be a minute out yeah yeah yeah, um,
0: yeah. there's potentially more to, to check oh off. there's there's exactly.
4: easily five plus minutes if, you'd, if you if you've got the right line and you're good yeah did you like recce
0: i've done it twice
4: before i didn't wreck it though yeah. we've had Very fun on it clearly. over the years haven't we
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a good road. It was a bit windy today, wasn't it? it was a, bit a bit windy. It was a bit wet yeah. down at the bottom of the trees. Yeah, it was a bit sapping.
0: So can you talk us through it from from the get go? I think you two went storming off. I tried to... on the to, line. Some yeah, of place well, eight am. Like I get in the car. Alex
4: turns over to me. <laughs> Course record, mate. Course record. Yeah, mate. I said it. We're going. Oh, you We're did, going. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 We're we'll going hard. And well, we both did. We both did. Yeah. But it's a shame we went hard in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) 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 went off hard hard at the start, we'll leave that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then down the track.
4: Confidence knocked.
0: Saw Steve
4: for a minute. He was clearly worked out that we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. He kept slowing down and trying to get us to go the wrong way. Yeah, he's a smart, he's a a clever man. We got to, like, the burnt-out
2: bracken bit in the top of the
4: bridge. And it was like, we were just looking at each other. It was a standstill. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, I think Steve was trying to like, he was like wiggling around, trying to make his run off the wrong way. Yeah. Okay, came off Burbage,
1: yeah.
4: came past the field, to my right comes a GV vest in the form of <laughs> Dan Howard, <laughs> plodding along <laughs> in his full GV kit, I think, As on you a do. second. As you do, Hadn't realised there was international uh, form in this race. He's a, he's a so yeah, Kenog, it you were saying that you saw... We saw, um, we saw Dan Howarth, yeah. and then further fell winning Royalty might make his head quite big, but Ben Sharrock was oh. out there as well. Oh. Cross from a very quick Norman's performance. 33rd. Yeah, but he was meant to be running today. Yeah, he bottled that one. Really. He's, he's, he's not the he Ben I know. Yeah. Not anymore. He's, 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 he might even be trained, not overtrained. Yeah, Because he's, he's he's run like, this after doing the
0: cross-country day before, haven't you, Alex? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you saw Dan on Heger. Yeah. Sharrock, Royalty, Sharrick. as you say. Yeah, yeah. Coming off Higger, where are we now? Are you two ahead of Steve Franklin? Yeah, yeah we've got a, a good gap, gap in. Yeah.
4: Alex we're put some together. effort in. I
0: put some egg, egg.
4: Effort, effort in and immediately goes on for the wrong <laughs> trod. <Yes. laughs> as soon as I go in front of Nog, I go the wrong way. And then after, come back onto the trod and Nog's, Nog's got a gap. Yeah, And from there, the gap g- gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. What Does can it? I say? All the way from there. Car yeah, was yours yeah. by then, wasn't it, Nog? You were a bit Fair ahead, hard, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Always inside, but mm. just... when when was Bart ever in the race for you, Charlie? The real the real question. <laughs> yeah, I see real question
0: <laughs> uh, Or was it Bart, just Bart, Bart texted
4: me t- texted me yesterday saying he was in bed with a virus. No, I've heard Yeah, he including sandbagging, yeah. and then he ran the race with his wife today. Excuse, me. I know it's shocking. What? But that's still 1-0 to me, isn't it? Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. I mean consistency is a big part of, of being a champion. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's uh And you're to totally champion. What, what what is um, love to a following library? Exactly. <laughs> And then, yeah, you're right. For some reason, the Totley prizes work (laughs) in a way that Steve always gets on the podium and gets like a a box of strawberries. (laughs) And I finished second, though. Today won first senior man, which I don't understand. (laughs) And I won first Totley, even though I was beaten by Steve. So I've got a blanket, which as you can see is- like going in the van? Yeah. No, that is yeah. a, it's, a, it's a quite a nice blanket, I must admit. Uh, Is it? What would you say about the luxurious I mean, it's, it's the wrong it's the wrong colour, it's not brown. It felt like it's <laughs> gonna maybe after Charlie's done it. It's definitely gonna give you like
0: <laughs> eczema or something. It's gonna <laughs> give <me> eczema. <laughs> it is But uh, the Totley
4: colours are quite nice.
0: Yeah, I think it's lovely. Oh, I,
4: no, you're not allowed to say that. No, Peak no, no, mean, no, and... no. i I think we we, we take well, this. And... Yeah, you can
0: take it to Dark Peak oh, Committee meeting. Me. Yeah, one. I Yeah, yeah we got the little Yeah, I'll, for I'll for get a picture us. of you two under there's it. There's a fire, by and, the uh, and and there's a contract. Yeah, a contract, <laughs> yeah, uh, a contract uh, in hand. As yeah. so you're joining <laughs> Totley now for yeah. the uh, incredible prizes. It's fair We've
4: walked away with fruit hamper. Yeah, it's, it's worth more than the chance.
0: This you did well there. You were you oh, were.
4: For, for me at least, he was getting nowhere near a Pete Landau. Church. It was lovely. Yeah. It was as you call yourselves a dark peak crash and yeah. um, Ollie Johnson. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, well, the full crash in, in, in spirit uh, yeah. still with us. Oh, sorry. Full crash wasn't here. Today. Full crash wasn't here. No, diminished. we were diminished. Diminished crash. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Do you think you could get the whole crash out for a race somewhere? Hopefully. Oh, oh, well, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. When I Corden's knees. Back never properly. No, it will, it will. It will. Faith, I think. Faith. Faith. He'll get it. And obviously, when Ben Sharrett joins. When Ben Sharrett joins. This Darth is right. So Rob I've... said that I called Darth Pete the Man City because you, you, you've no, poached Matt poached You've poached a um, thing around more... from poor little Buxton. They've got no <laughs> ace at their sleeve <laughs> now. Stockport used to have. Yeah. What's going on here? That's not, I think yeah, more, Real Madrid. Po- that's not poaching, is it? It's po- like Galactico's, Galacticos, Real Madrid. It's the it's the up it's yeah. picking up talent, up okay. talent from, from... Mm. Lesser. lesser, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Matlock poach. I'm sure, yeah, uh, do they? today. Yeah, I hear the Man City. They're right colour as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Totley, we're more like Fulham, so we're like lower down, but we're very rich with lovely, <laughs> rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. With lovely sort of like plush blankets <laughs> and. Mohammed Al-Fayed has got shares in the (laughs) club. That explains why we got a whole melon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you go. I love strawberries. Richard Osman loves us, yeah. all sorts. Richard Osman? He's a famous column fan. Oh, oh, I thought you meant Totley. I'm just waiting. Yeah, that was a bit of a wide reference. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so anything else on the day? I mean, happy birthday, Kinog. Thank you. Lovely
4: of you to... Celebrate it in such yeah, fashion. Dark Peak cake as well. Yeah, yeah, but Alex has made the most incredible cake. Can uh, we say anything inspiring to Bart? Because we feel that, I mean, we all know he's a great guy. Um, I, all I say one thing to do: just got to pick yourself back up. Yeah. Pick yourself back up. Shit, get on stop. S.A. entries and join Dark Peak. Yeah. And <laughs> then as you and now mean, can do as you now can do as we uh, just a sh- just a quick plug. What you can join Dark Peak by essay F- entries. you can join the future. Yeah. Uh, I hope we're the modern Felgrim. brought us into the future. Yeah. That's lovely. The webmaster. So, you can if you also... join Dark Peak, you can come away with Team Basket. Team
0: but you, Basket? You can also join Totley for £15. Pounds. Can you can you come? Like, it's £8, pounds eight pounds pounds if you're unwaged.
4: We're on wage. We are on But we do earn grapes. Yeah, and melons can I just say no one in Totley doesn't
0: earn a wage <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no I'm
4: only
0: messing <laughs> oh I love it okay so you've encouraged the good man you've taken the course record both of you
4: oh someone will have five minutes out then Robert will turn up and take five minutes out of that no question surprisingly it's, it's popular, popular is... race it is
0: why did you say surprising though it's a great course I don't know it's, like like nice, it's a You don't
4: a <laughs> guitar in yeah
0: intro? Nah, I think I think like you say now that you've thrown down a little bit like people will see that Steve Franklin is Beatable. at the moment, yeah. He used to used to be unbeatable. Oh, yeah. So I think people just steered clear of Totley mm. races. But mm. he's got a lot on his plate at the he? Yeah. So mm. uh, no, he ran really well today. Did didn't he? Did. Yeah. And then um, yeah, maybe you're thrown down, and a few people come out next year, and you'll be wrecking the lines so that they can't. Yeah, I, uh, I think
4: a fourth might, fourth, might well, be all I'm right. To I'd love I'd love to see that,
0: and I will be
4: somewhere up. A little bit further back, but taking all the Totley prizes by... Oh, actually, no, because if you knock Steve off the podium, then that will really mess me up. Yeah. Oh. You just have to get faster, <laughs> only one solution. That is. It's the only way. But you well, dropped that oh, yeah. i am waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I could bring your club down. I'll stay where I am. <laughs> hey, I at least had my uh, emergency food today. Did you? And you yeah. didn't drop it in the urinal? It was dry and sealed. <laughs> it was a Mars bar out of a selection box.
0: Alex, I just want to say that is just further evidence of the brilliant strides forward you're making in your fell running career. Yeah. Mm. Not dropping your biscuit in the urinal prior <laughs> to the race. I and just then... did clear with the
4: urinal. I went outside and flushed. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely note to end on. <laughs>
0: yes. Kinnock. happy birthday. Okay, Congratulations gentlemen. on the course record. Nice to drop by with you guys. What an excellent and
4: race. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. yeah thank you totally and
0: i'll get that blanket off you because i can see how comfortable you are
1: with it hello charles um as requested um i shall give you a bit of a, a rundown of what happened at leap that um you know give the people what they want um so my, uh, my 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 loop electric um, journey started the week before, really, um, when I was uh, when I was up in the lakes actually, um, the week before, and I thought it'd be a good opportunity to wreck the course, and um, well, basically my my loop um, adventure, I managed to I managed to fuck it up uh, threefold. Um, so, yeah, the first first reason was, um, as I say, the week before, I was up in the lakes and I was wrecking it. And uh, this is not necessarily to get other people at Kong, because, you know, it's up to me. But I, uh, I googled Loop Electric. And when you Google it, it comes up with the Kong website with the Loop Electric map, the race map. And if you click on that, unfortunately, it's the race map from 2021 or whatever it was before it got changed. But I didn't realise that. So I went... And uh, wrecked that, and I did two leaps around it the uh, the week before. And thought, ah, oh, this, is, this is good, you know, a nice steep climb at the start and a nice steep descent off the flat tree. I thought this would be good. Um, but then, yeah, fast forward to race day. Uh, this is where the fuck up number two comes in. I rock up to race day and I get there nice and early. It's eleven o'clock start and I get there, at, you know, just before ten o'clock. Plenty of time to warm up and whatnot. I rock up into the uh, into the cricket pavilion at Fitz Park and uh, say hello, and then I, I go and register and um, you know, try and get my, my bib number and whatnot, and I say Ben Rothery, and the guy looks at me and types it in, and he's like, "Oh, you're not on the list," and I said, "Are you sure?" Uh, R-O-T, G-R-Y, and he types it again, and he said no, no, you're not on the list, and I was like, no, I definitely am on the list, I checked last night, I'm definitely on the list, and he said, oh, well, I don't know what's happened here, it's some sort of error, and he uh, luckily was like, I'll take your details, and took my details, and um, he luckily uh, let me enter on the day, because I was absolutely adamant that I w- I'd already entered, and I was maintaining the fact that I was, you know, I, was, I entered, the, and I checked the night before, and I was on the list, and all this sort of shite, turns out I completely forgot to enter and that memory of me flicking through the entry list I just completely forgot to neglected to remember the fact that I must have gone past my name that wasn't there and didn't even notice to enter despite the fact I was looking at who was racing so I just didn't enter so if uh, Lou Osborne and Corny are listening I owe you 12 quid I think Um, and I will pay you Matt Um, so that was Book up number two and then so the race started and there was a good crowd there. There was, uh, you know, your, um, there was your boy Chris Albra. I don't Is it Albra? I don't know. Um, uh, and then Tim Lamont, uh, Chris Richards. Um, Jake Collier, which I'm pretty sure he wasn't in the entry list, but that's by the way. Uh, he rocked up. Uh, and uh, who else was there? John Battery was there. So some good, some good runners out. Um... And, uh, to fast forward, uh, the subsequent chap who came third, a guy called Rowenax, who I didn't know about, he came third and he was very good and he was there as well. Uh, So, yeah, uh, the race started and all of the above were in the sort of front pack. Uh, Jake Collier let it out, big lad. Um, And then, as probably you could predict, Chris and Tim decided to uh, basically just go off on their own really and just have a little tempo to themselves and everyone else was just left in their weight really. So I was a few seconds back for most of it uh, once the sort of main climb got started. I must say I was expecting this sharp left hand turn going up the hill uh, as per the old route and uh, as we went past the tree where you you take a sharp left and it suddenly dawned on me that we weren't going that way. I started thinking hmm this is different. Uh, but yeah not to make any excuses because we still have to climb up thing. Um yeah um, and then um, so yeah we uh, we eventually sort of got to the summit of Latrig in the order of uh, I think Chris was the first to the summit he started pulling away a little bit um, from Tim uh, as we sort of neared the summit uh, those two were sort of to and in and Tim was in, in the lead for quite a bit of it and um, Chris was sort of sat on him I was a number of seconds back, <laughs> 10, 20 maybe. Uh, and then, yeah, near the summit, got to the summit, and then uh, kind of where the bench is of Lactric, if people know it, uh, you sort of go back on yourself as if you're going back towards Lactric Car Park, down the main track. And at this point, I just assumed it would be down the main track, sharp left, and down all the way back to Park. So I started following, I could see Tim and uh, Chris in the distance um, and then as we sort of go around the kind of the curves of the main path uh, I catch sight of this aquamarine machine that is the back of Tim Mon. and I thought, hmm, that's a different way but I figured that those two knew where they were going uh, I, I probably should add at this point, it is a marked course um, but yeah I I didn't see, I kind of you know you know when you're in racing mode you just sort of forget to look at the flags or I did anyway um, and by all accounts they did as well uh, so we kind of went down a bit too far and then had to kind of cut back up to Lattery Car Park I don't know whether they went down and cut back up or they managed to sort of keep their contour I'm not sure but I dropped down a little bit and then the next thing I know is that Tim and Chris are coming back from the opposite direction back from sort of Lattery Car Park and they go past me, and to be fair to them, they apologised profusely as they came past them and said, Sorry, Ben. And I was like, by this point, I'd, I'd had to sort of stop and ask some lady, and I think Chris ended up stopping asking, asking where the race was supposed to go. So I think we both had, I think all three of us were actually stopped in our tracks at one point. So, um, but yeah, I had to sort of jog back up to this um, this uh, checkpoint at Lattrick Car Park. <laughs> uh at which point I'd, I, I saw john Patrick go past me and jake collie go past me and um as i was going towards the the gate from the sort of the gate checkpoint thing from the other side the person coming towards me was scout adkin and i was like this feels a bit strange <laughs> so yeah i managed to turn around um and yeah i think i was in by all accounts i was in six at this point so i'd lost a few places um, and i think tim and chris managed to either either rowan was in front and then they've caught him up or they managed to keep just in front of him i'm not sure how that played out but uh yeah effectively i was in six and then thought ah oh, fuck this big time turned around and basically just tried to catch on to the back of john batrick uh who eventually caught and then eventually caught on to the back of jake collier so scraped back a few places and uh finished in fourth so basically yeah uh, was the long and short I think, yeah, Chris, I think eventually got a decent gap between him and Tim. I think it was a good sort of 10, well, maybe a bit more, 10, 20 seconds, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, and then I think Roanax was a little bit behind Tim. Again, not sure of the gap, but it was fairly well spaced out, I think. Uh, and then me after that, but yeah, uh, <laughs> spectacularly fucked up on all accounts. I was quite impressed with Chris, the fact that Chris managed to. Win and Tim still came second, despite the fact they both went wrong and added a, an extra couple of hundred metres of effectively the only bit of fell ring in the race, really. Uh,
0: but, yeah, it was
1: a it was good crack. Um, a good run out, yeah. And, uh, yeah, less than that, really. Um, make sure you reckon the right route. Make sure you follow the flags and uh, don't follow Tim at the moment. <laughs> Oh, I should caveat this, but caveat this by the way. Say that in no way do I expect any sort of sympathy, or um, this is not some sort of "woe is me" sob story. I oh, yeah. fully accept responsibility. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah.
3: Everyone's talking at us and I cannot hear a word they say. Only echoes of my mind. Folks stop and go. I cannot see mush. Only shadows of their eyes. What's it doing? Uh, What's have seen... Ain't for raining. How's it going, Charles? It's going away under to find me south a very loud doken spot. Which means I'm going over there to find a nice place to swim. <laughs>
0: Jacob uh, hope you're appreciating your new um professional jingle that will now stay with learning Cumbrian every time it's on. I've just had a patient from Cumbria and yeah I wanted to say things like a vanya shit myself or I'm gonna go get oh shit, what is it again? I'm gonna go get startled no <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to play that one back. It's brilliant as well. Um, yeah, but I think I might need to learn some, um, I don't know, more professional things I could maybe say um, if I'm giving sports massage to someone from Cumbria. And uh, we were also talking about Wazdale or Wasdale as she said. And then she said, but, it, you know, it's called Wasdale And I said, well, no, actually, surely it should be what the Cumbrians call it. So, yeah. I would love some Cumbrian uh, place names as well, um, when, you, when you feel so inspired, because as, as, um, as things have gone so far, all your inspiration has been spot on, mate. So keep them coming. Um, I'm sure the fan mail will start piling in soon, and I hope you're well, mate. Absolutely schwartled.
3: It is a little bit of a trigger for me, actually, when folk can't get the names of places right. Like obviously if the tourist and then that's fine, but if you've lived here you you should really get it right, really. Um so I'm gonna talk you through first half of the Bob Graham and some of the place names that people often get wrong. Um so obviously the Bob Graham starts in Keswick, which is spelt with a W. So you don't say Keswick, you say Keswick. But if you come from Keswick, you are a Keswickian. So that's just a little exception to it. You'll come out of town and go around the side of Latrig, which is just one word: Latrig, 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 not Latrig or La Trig or Latrig. It's just Latrig. Which I hopefully you can understand that I am just saying that as one word and not La Trig. Um, <clears throat> you come up the lower slopes of Skidder. Like what you might find in your underpants, skidder, not skidder. You know, general rule of thumb with names round here: if you like, if you say them out loud, try and make yourself sound as thick as you possibly can. So you drop down, you go up Great Calver, which I've never heard no one's called out more than that, and then you come round the side of Mungrysdale Common, which some people in my head always try and say as if there's a Z in there, so Mungrisdale, Mungrisdale common. We, when we say Dale, don't really say Dale, we'd say Dull, so Mungerai's Dull Borodull, for Borodale Um, You then work your way up the back of Blencathra or Saddleback, and then you come down into Threlkeld which is spelt Threlkeld I'll say it again Threlkeld is how we'd say it not Threckled or Threckled or anything like that Threlkeld or Threlkeld. So you go through Threlkeld, cross over the 66, <clears throat> go through the uh, Threlkeld quarry and then work your way up to Great Dodd um, and then you go, oh, sorry, Cloughhead, then Great Dodd, Watson's Dodd, Stibara, <clears throat> Past Six Pass, where I live, white Whiteside, helvelen uh, Nethermost, Dollywagon. Now if you drop down from Nethermost you'll work your way down to the side of Thirlmere Um, Thirlmere, not Thrillmere as some people say and there's a church down there which you come to in the Old County Tops which is written down Wytheburn but you don't say Wytheburn you just say Wyburn so Wyburn Um, and then drop down to Grisdell Tarn Fairfield, Seat Sandal Top of Dunmail Rays and that's the first half so that is place names fell names, towns that people often get wrong the first half of the Bob Graham I'll do the second half for you next week which I'll record now because I'll probably forget to do it so you can just seamlessly include it next week or you could chop that bit out for me say next week if you want to include it now
0: I just want to say thank you to everyone who made it to the end of this episode please do send any race reports, munching on the Moors or questions for Jacob Tonkin Learning Cumbrian to on the backfoot pod at gmail.com. You can contact us by finding the group on Facebook, searching on the backfoot, or you can search for Charlie Baker's contact details. I'm sure they're out there on the World Wide Web, or you must have a friend of a friend who could get in touch. There's even an Instagram. It's always a pleasure making this. A big thank you to all the contributors for this episode. Brought us some brilliant stuff. And whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope you have a great week running. That was the podcast. We talked about running. We talked about other things too.
3: Thank you for joining, we hope you enjoy That was on the back foot. The Fellowship flee across the bridge of khazad Gandalf runs, turns and faces the Balrog of Moria and says, You's not gone this way, pal!